Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice. Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. When I was in high school, I had this great geometry teacher. He was so nice. And I was at extra help once, and he said to me, He said, do you realize how often you roll your eyes when you're in class? And I said, what? And he said, when you don't understand something or when you don't like something we're going over, you roll your eyes in like a very dramatic fashion. And I didn't realize I was doing it. The reason I say this is because I don't know how people in these hearings, these congressional hearings, I don't know how they keep their composure. Because I would be, I wouldn't only be rolling my eyes, Jared, but when like Dan Goldman started lecturing me on why Hunter Biden's allowed to defy subpoenas, I would, this is for the Rumble Cam viewers, if you're not watching on Rumble, you should be, I wouldn't just be rolling my eyes, I would be like, ugh, I would be signed, they'd have to kick me out, they would say, excuse me ma'am, you're disrupting things, I would not be able You know what I would be like? I would be like Howie Carr behind Billy Bulger, just constantly uh, groaning with my eyes towards the ceiling. I mean, the fact that these same people, they had no problem tossing Peter Navarro in John Hinckley Jr.'s cell when he was defying subpoenas. And now they want to explain to us how this is nuanced. Like, it's okay for some people to defy them because some people have Biden privilege. And... I'm not a fan, as I pointed out, of Nancy Mace, and she kept saying how Joe uh, Hunter Biden's the face of white privilege. And I kind of agree with people on social media who said, stop using the left's language, because even if you're using it to make your point, you're lending credibility to this argument that white privilege is such a, a problem right now in our society, which I don't tend to believe it is. What we really have here is a case of Democrat privilege. This is this is the only kind of treatment you would get if you were the son of Joe Biden. And even if you were a Democrat and this was 50 years ago, you wouldn't have gotten this kind of treatment. Like I said, if we lived in even a semi-sane society, most of those Democrats would have joined with the Republicans and held Hunter in contempt and said, this kid is an ass. He's not a kid. I should stop saying that. He's in his 50s. This old man has run out of luck he's been he's been pushing the limits with this and now he's flying too close to the sun and some people had great points uh i want to actually play here can i get scott perry pennsylvania republican cut eight we are gentlemen yield will the gentleman yield down here mr perry i will not yield we are duty bound We are duty-bound to pursue the consequences of that so that the American people can trust in the system of justice in the United States of America, which they do not right now. They don't trust in it, nor should they, because this side of the aisle has made a mockery of it for the last three years and beyond that. Will the gentleman yield first? I will not yield. Mr. Biden is not special. He was given a subpoena. 
He should have appeared. He chose not to. We have no choice. We have no choice if we are to uphold our oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. We have no choice except to refer charges and find Hunter Biden in contempt. His choice. That was his choice. Now we have to make our choice. Yeah, and the, and the worst argument I've heard, the Democrats are really, I, I heard uh, Moskowitz try to, try to use this argument. Uh, Goldman, I think, tried to use it. And it's the weakest argument. And you'd really only believe it if you were a low-information moron who's just consuming whatever the left tells you like regurgitating whatever they want. That's the only way. If you're someone who falls prey to Hamas propaganda constantly and fake news stories and you wear like three masks to the grocery store still because Dr. Fauci tells you to, maybe you'd buy this. But the worst argument I've heard is, well, he offered to testify here. So why don't you let him? Because that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way for Republicans who've tried it, and it doesn't work that way for Democrats. Because that's not how it works. That's why. He can testify publicly after his deposition. And, you know, Nancy Mace made a great point to Jamie Raskin. She said, you know that. You know that. You know, you know how this works legally. To quote one of my favorite Real Housewives, Bethany Frankel, you can't play smart and dumb at the same time. Okay, don't pretend now that you don't understand how subpoenas work. I know these people in Congress aren't the brightest, but they're not that dumb either. So we've got that story with Hunter Biden. We will continue to talk about it. But I also I want to give a little bit of attention here to Fannie Willis, because I would hate for her to feel overshadowed. You know, she's earned her scandal as well, and she deserves a little time in the spotlight. So I read this yesterday from The New York Post, but I just want to give you all um, a brief refresher on Fannie Willis. She is the Georgia district attorney, and this is from the New York Post. She's accused of having an improper relationship with with the Fulton County DA's office. Um, I'm sorry, with the prosecutor who's prosecuting Trump and the person, the special prosecutor that Fannie Willis is accused of having an affair with because he was married at one point. Build the Fulton County DA's office $4,000 for two eight-hour meetings with White House officials while overseeing the election interference case against former President Donald Trump, according to court documents. You know what this first made me think of? And we're going to talk about Fannie Willis with Howie because there's another aspect of this that's a little it's a little hard to follow. But I do think it's an important detail to this, and that involves the records and document supervisor. So just give me a moment and I'll come back to that. But the reason I want to talk to Howie about it is because remember during the Trump years when everyone had to recuse themselves? Like, oh, I met so-and-so at a buffet line. I have to recuse myself. I can't be trusted to oversee this. I have to recuse myself. We need everything to be fair and balanced. I'll have to recuse. What happened to that? Nobody's now people are having affairs with the people who are prosecuting it. And then you've got the records and document supervisor who's the fiancé of the Democrat nominee for the lieutenant governor and a chair of the local Democrat PAC, and nobody's recusing themselves. Everybody's in it, and they're proud of it. So that was just one thing. What happened to recusals? I wasn't a fan of them, but suddenly I'm starting to see 
how they could come in handy occasionally. The services rendered by Wade, that's uh, Fannie Willis's lover, in conjunction with the case, seemingly included attending an event with White House counsel in Georgia in a meeting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the invoices show. That was probably back when Joe Biden was taking meetings. Now his schedule is pretty much clear. Wade, who has been paid nearly $654,000 in legal fees by the Fulton County DA's office since January 2022, billed eight hours of work at a $250 hourly rate for a May 23rd, 2022 event listed in an invoice as Travel to Athens, Conference with White House Counsel. Now, I read this yesterday during the crossover and how he was like, did he did he charge them for travel time? Did he bill them for the time he was on the plane? Now, Howie, of course he did. Of course, you think the guy who's having an affair with the Georgia DA, that he's going to be traveling on his own time, that he's not going to use that. He's not going to get paid for that precious time that he's spending working so hard. It says both meetings took place well before Trump's August 14th um, Georgia indictment, but after Willis asked a Fulton County judge in January of 2022 to impanel a special purpose grand jury to assist in her investigation of 2020 election interference. I'm skipping around a little bit if you want the full story. It's at the New York Post. It said last September, Jim Jordan demanded that Willis detail any contact her office had with federal officials about her prosecution of Trump, a request the DA refused to comply with. Complying with things is, it's such a hassle. You know, it's one of those things that only Republicans are really required to do. Who wants to comply? It's no fun. The Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday that Willis had been subpoenaed to testify in Wade's divorce proceedings. So she's, this is, and Fanny probably said, I'm very busy. You know, I'm getting Trump. I don't have time to testify in these divorce proceedings. I've got a job to do. I'm taking down Orange Man Bad. It's expensive taking down Orange Man Bad. Have you noticed that? It's very, very pricey. It's a good business to be in, though. It's a, and it's a good business for lovers. It's a good, it's a good business for couples to work together. Roman's motion argues that Willis's failure to disclose her alleged relationship with Wade while paying him for his work on the Trump case, funds that he also allegedly used to pay for lavish vacation with the DA, could amount to honest services fraud as well as a predicate act which could result in a RICO charge against both the district attorney and the special prosecutor. Which I do find funny because Trump is being charged with racketeering. So if the DA also gets charged with a RICO charge, I mean, it's just. Right. That, that's the one with uh, all the mugshots that everybody got looped into. Yes. In the RICO down there, right? Yes. <laughs> now, now, Jared. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they're doing. Yeah. What's that old thing when one finger's pointed at you? Three are pointing back. Yeah. I let Jared finish my quotes because otherwise. Damn, I just get, I get attacked. Always let your feet be your umbrella. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Let's get all this stuff on pillows. I want to get rid of my Fauci pillows. I'm kind of over it. I want quotes now. That's 2024. That's our next business venture. Putting all my favorite quotes on pillows. So back to Fannie Willis here. Because it's not just Fannie and Mr. Fannie who are in trouble. There's another layer to it. 
And Jennifer Van Lahr from Red State broke this down. And I'm just going to read directly from it because it's a tangled web we weave when we are trying to take down the former president of the United States. In May 2022, right around the time Willis seated a grand jury to investigate Donald Trump, a new part-time employee showed up at the office. I know what you're thinking. Well, clearly this is such an important case to Democrats. It was a nationwide search. There's nothing strange about this. Her title was innocuous enough, records and documents supervisor. That sounds like a fake job, but sure. But this wasn't your average bureaucratic employee, and she didn't work as a records and documents supervisor. The new hire, Pallavi Pergasiath, is a DNC member, one of the top leaders in the Georgia Democrat Party, and in reality performs spokesperson slash comms duties. Indeed, she is the spokesperson cited in response to a recent court filing by defendant Michael Roman alleging an improper romantic relationship between Fanny and Nathan Wade. In addition, at the time she was hired, she was the fiance of and is now married to Charlie Bailey, the 2022 Democrat nominee for lieutenant governor and chairs a local pack called Red Clay Democrats. If the name Charlie Bailey rings a bell, it's because there was a bit of a scandal during the summer of 2022 related to Willis and Bailey's opponent, then state Senator Burt Jones. Willis hosted a fundraiser for Bailey in June of 2022, and then in July sent a target letter to Jones related to the Trump criminal investigation. So, and, and maybe I am paraphrasing this wrong, but it seems like if what is being alleged is true, that Fanny has used the Trump case to go after more than just Trump, to take down or try to take down a few people. We'll talk to Howie a little bit more about this, but it just, it just, it's really shaking my faith in some of these cases against Trump. I'm starting to think they just might be political. The people just don't want to see him run for president. Such a cynic, Grace. I know. I know. That's just, what can I say? Uh, 844-500-4242. Fannie Willis. You know what I'm wondering now, Jared, is will DA Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, because Nathan Wade, that's the prosecutor, who's now flushed with cash, thanks to all of his hard work going after Trump, will they make it? Will they make it through this? I don't know if they will. I don't know if their love will stand I mean, it seems like it's the real thing, though. But this is going to test it. This is going to test it. You know what I mean? You get Sure, everything's great when you're getting paid $654,000 by your girlfriend and you're cheating on your, allegedly, and you're cheating on your spouse and everybody's kind of in this drunk, drunken love, wonderful, orange man, bad honeymoon phase. But now... When the house of cards starts to crumble, I don't know. That's when stressors pop up. That's when people kind of, you, you hit that phase of a relationship where you figure out what you're made of. I don't want to cast aspersions, but these seem like people of impeccable integrity and character. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. This love is built to last. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. We got a lot more to get to. Don't go anywhere. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. Everyone's criticizing the light in here. It's the sun. We can't help it. The sun is shining today. You should all be very excited about that. Because it's winter in New England. That doesn't happen all the time. 844-500-4242. One thing I wanted to mention here, Jared, we got to play this cut. And and I wish wish that I had known this story in New York City just a few hours sooner. And I would have asked uh, New York City Councilman Joe Borelli about it. But we have some cuts that go along with this. It's an outrageous story. Um, from Brooklyn, where they they brought in 2000 migrants and they told the kids, you know, you'll be learning remotely tomorrow because these migrants need a place to stay. And that place is your school. Um, And when it comes to this topic, it seems like every day there is a new problem. There is a new, you know, dangerous situation for people. And the Biden White House is, is not concerned in the slightest. Karine Jean-Pierre tells us, you know, Joe Biden on day one said for it. I could I could say it in my sleep. I've heard her say this excuse so many times. And it translates to Joe Biden put forth amnesty for everyone. Republicans rejected it. And that's where he stopped. He doesn't stop when it comes to canceling student loan debt. He doesn't he doesn't not stop when it comes to spending your money. But when it comes to the border and this outrageous flow of unvetted people coming into our country, he's thrown his hands up. There's nothing he can do. He's tried everything. We just got to wait this one out. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. You're going to hear more about this trip tomorrow and Friday and Monday because Caroline Levitt is filling in for me the next three days. And I know she's got a lot of great stuff planned. Uh, Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com is do you think Joe knew about Hunter's appearance at today's hearing? Yes, of course, or no, Hunter went rogue. No, I do not think Joe knew about it. I think other people in the White House did. I also don't think we will ever know the truth because (laughs) they're also trying to convince us that Joe found out about Lloyd Austin's medical condition yesterday. That's his Secretary of Defense. So, no, I don't think Joe knew about this plan, but somebody in the White House did. 24% say no, Hunter went rogue. 76% say yes, of course, Joe knew about it. All right, we've got some great sound for you coming up. We're going to take your calls. A lot more to finish up today's Wednesday show. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We've been talking today about this story out of Brooklyn where students were told at uh, James Madison High School that they were going to have to work remotely or learn remotely 
because the school was being used to house 2,000 or nearly 2,000 illegal aliens. And due to the monster storm that's closing in on New York City, those illegal aliens could not stay at the massive migrant tent at Floyd Floyd Bennett Field. Um, And the reason I bring this up again is because, well, one, I have a sound cut that I want to that I want to play, but also because a few days ago I was reading a story from John Davidson from The Federalist, and the title of it was Democrats Can't Admit That the Border Crisis is Spiraling Out of Control. And John feels like they can't even admit it to themselves. They have to be in this deep level of denial. But he also quoted AOC, and we played this cut, where she said that to fix this problem, we have to document the undocumented people. And John wrote, in case it isn't bone crushingly obvious, that's leftist doublespeak for mass amnesty. Both Mayorkas and AOC at least have the excuse, excuse of being partisan ideologues. One wonders, however, what possible excuse a person that he goes into um, a, a columnist who wrote a piece in, I think, yeah, in The Washington Post. With that being said, though, AOC's point about, will you just document the undocumented? This has been something that Republicans aren't allowed to say. Like at one point, people said that this is xenophobic or this is racist or this is hate speech to say to wonder, you know, are we letting all of these people in so that eventually they will be able to vote and they'll vote for certain candidates and maybe the Democrats think they're going to vote for Democrats? I I don't know when that became something that gets you in trouble, but I remember it happening to Tucker Carlson where all of a sudden pointing out the obvious it often actually happened to tucker carlson where he would point out the obvious like even in ukraine he would say where are we sending all this money to and why do we think one of the most corrupt countries in the world is suddenly trustworthy for with billions and billions of dollars and we have no end in sight he became a puppet of putin when he talked about people coming into this country and what that could mean for the United States of America, he was a racist. He was, you know, he was saying the worst things imaginable. And a Democrat in New York, and again, I wish I had Joe Borelli on today. I should have put it off by one day. If you missed that interview, you can get that wherever you get your podcast. A Democrat in New York, uh, Yvette Clark, actually said this part pretty much out loud, Jared. Can I have cut 13, please? from Brooklyn, New York, we have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And, I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. Oh, I feel like that's not something you say on a Zoom call. Elon Musk saw that and he said, is this legal? (laughs) Question mark. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't legal that Democrats are allowed to do that Republicans aren't. Just look at Hunter Biden. Is it legal to not pay your taxes? Is it legal to, you know, lie on a form to get a gun and then dump said gun into a trash can across the street from a high school? Is it legal to smoke crack cocaine and, uh, you know, have all of these disgusting videos put out. And no, none of this stuff is necessarily legal or ethical, but it doesn't mean anyone's going to be held responsible. 
844-500-4242. I want to go back here, Jared, though, because I saw this I saw this headline in the New York Post. And it said, how to stand out to Ivy Leagues and top-tier colleges, our in-depth interview. I don't need to read this, but I have my own suggestion. Based off what I've been seeing out of these Ivy League colleges, based off the congressional testimony from those presidents, I would say an easy way to stand out is to show them that like the rest of their student body or like a good part of their student body and like the presidents themselves and like the governing bodies that choose the presidents that you're also an anti-Semite. Maybe that would tip the scale in your favor at this point. I don't know what else to guess. I don't know what else to assume. But but I will tell you this. Maura Healy has decided to weigh in. The governor of Massachusetts, when you want to talk about illegal immigration, that's something she should be focused on as well. Because like Joe Biden, she threw out an idea and then she never went back to it. She said, all hands on deck. People need to help. And I'm not sure how many people offered up their homes. If anyone from Wellesley or Weston or Westwood. Or, you know, I'll throw my town in Milton. If anyone wants to call in and tell us about that, I, I'd, the lines are open. But Maura Healy likes to just throw stuff out there and hope people forget about it. But one thing that she did want to weigh in on is what happened at Harvard and Claudine Gay's resignation. And she actually decided, because like SNL, what she took from this whole thing, Jared, isn't the fact that there is some sort of moral rot at Harvard and at the rest of these elite institutions. What she took from that congressional hearing is that Elise Stefanik is the one who's a hypocrite. Can I have... Our governor, Maura Healy, cut one. We have to be strong about our academic institutions. And to have, you know, the hypocrisy of Elise Stefanik, right, who openly praised a candidate who has praised Hitler. I mean, give me a break. So I was curious about this. I'm like, okay, openly praised a candidate who praised Hitler. Now, I didn't know Elise Stefanik was a Kanye West fan because out of all the candidates who run for president, he's the only person who I think we have as a fact who has gone down that road. But I know Elise Stefanik was a fan of Donald J. Trump. I know that's why uh, Harvard has treated her badly. I know that's why she has an axe to grind with them, rightfully so. But I didn't know that we had that that we had that information, Jared, about Donald J. Trump. So I Googled it. I Googled Trump praises Hitler. Because surely Maura Healy wouldn't say that unless it were true. And it turns out that it was um, an accusation from a book by John Kelly. Remember? Remember John Kelly? And I think this was right around the same time as the suckers and losers allegation. Now, Trump has denied this, but that doesn't matter because once you put it in a book, it makes it a fact. And if it's something bad about Trump, then it makes it a fact. But with all the problems going on in Massachusetts, don't you think once in a while you'd sit one out? Like, don't you think? And Claudine Gay, it's an easy case of take the L. I feel the same way about Hunter Biden. All these Democrats would be saving themselves a lot of trouble if they said, yeah, yeah, this isn't good. And even if they wanted to go, Jared, down that road of, This doesn't look good for Hunter Biden, but we still think Joe Biden's fine. He had nothing to do with it. That's one thing. But they all also want to play the smallest violin for Hunter and be like, oh, but, you know, he had a problem with drugs and Republicans are mean and, you know, they don't. And now they're doing the same thing with Claudine Gay. 
you look at the situation. If you're Mar Healy, you go, yeah, she plagiarized. You know, this is this is what happens. There's consequences for your actions. Instead, she wants to talk hypocrisy. You really think right now is the best time for the left to be lecturing us on hypocrisy? Governor? It's a bold strategy. We'll see how it works. Um, and one other thing I wanted to play here before we go. There was this cut of Ducey and John Kirby, and we played half of it. But Ducey's point is really, really important because we're already seeing it today. Ducey asked the question, when it came to Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, how can we trust anything you say? And now we're seeing this today when they're asking KJP, did Joe know that Hunter was going to pull this stunt at this congressional meeting? We're seeing why you can't trust anything they say. Because does anyone believe that Lloyd Austin was gone for six days and Joe Biden found out about it yesterday or that there was any sort of transparency or there's nothing they say now that you can believe them on. And what Ducey brought up, which I know, again, speaking of topics you're not allowed to go into. If we aren't finding out about Lloyd Austin's health concerns and that's something like how he was saying it yesterday. If they had told us that, nobody would have nobody would have judged him for it in the slightest. People would have sent their well wishes and said, you know, I'm glad he went by all the proper protocols and I'm glad he caught it and I'm glad he's going to be okay. But if they're not telling us about Lloyd Austin and his health concerns, do you have any confidence that they're going to tell you about Joe Biden? Let's play this. But if the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future? If if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that the administration... He's 81 years old. Wait a second. Just give me a second here, bub. I'll get there. If, if... The administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit and, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with you the agency. It's not, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. I love that. That's something I say all the time. I say that as commentary on this radio show, this afternoon show. I'll go, it's not good. I don't know if I'd say it, though, if I was a spokesperson for the White House and there had been this huge oversight. And he says, yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't tell us that. I can't answer that. What can you people answer? Aren't you here to answer things? And if you can't answer that, shouldn't you ask him? Like, you've had oh, 24 hours at this point to ask him why he wouldn't go through the proper channels. And you still haven't asked that question yet? That's not like 15th on the list of questions you have after something like this. I would say it's probably number two or three. Look, Bob, you can accuse us of being 60% incompetent. Not 75% incompetent. Come on. What's that about? Yeah, they're like, w- this, is, this isn't this is that we didn't tell people on purpose. We're just really, really stupid. Oh, okay, good. Now I feel better. <laughs> people, I, is, I was getting worried there for a second. 
It's the Clapton defense. I didn't shoot the. I didn't. You know, I shot the sheriff. I didn't shoot the deputy. Right, right. Bob, you're up next on the Grace Curly Show. Go ahead, Bob. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, Grace. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. What does MAGA mean? Make America great again. Absolutely wrong. It means racist. Oh, we could have kept him on. We could have kept him on, Bob. It means racist. What about it means racist? What about making America great is racist to you? Call back, Bob. We'll have you on. Doesn't even start with an R. Uh, I I will have you on when I come back on Tuesday. I want you to be my first caller right out the gates. Um, we will be right back. We're sorry. I think you just dropped off there, but we will. We'll take your call on Tuesday, Bob. When we, Bob or Bub, as John Kirby would say, we will be right back with Howie Carr. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. The car crossover is brought to you by ReadyWise. With inflation, food, and energy costs rising, families are feeling the financial pinch as they struggle to make ends meet. Preparation is key. Our friends at ReadyWise have emergency food kits that will provide peace of mind. So go to ReadyWise.com and use code HOWIE20 at checkout to save 20% on your order. Howie joins us now, and we're going to go over a couple of things, Howie. But first, I would love to get your reaction to this surprise appearance by hunter biden and and howie i would actually want to play one thing for you here this was jen saki's advice to hunter after that speech he gave on the steps of the capitol in december uh this is cut 12 look i think if you're sitting in the white house right now you're like please hunter biden we know your dad loves you please stop talking in public um this is not helpful to any of them for him to be out there so he didn't really talk too much today uh howie but would you say this surprise appearance was helpful to his case I don't think so. You know, (laughs) the old saying, uh, never let your mouth write a check, your rear end can't cash. And I mean, why would you why would you go out of your way to uh, to to offend these people? And, and, you know, most a lot of people have had problems with the law and had to do something they didn't want to do. And they they learned that you don't you don't thumb your nose at the at the people who are who are asking you in many cases like this one legitimate questions and yet he's just he is he is the epitome of white privilege i, I love that uh, nancy mace used that phrase and, and howie i think part of the problem is and this just shows you the the lack of understanding that hunter biden has for his current situation but i think in his mind and the smugness and kind of the look on his face he thinks he's sticking it to these congressional republicans like mtg who he clearly really detests but what he doesn't realize is when we're watching this at home it feels like he's giving all of us the middle finger right exactly and uh you know and it just reminds you once again that uh you know hillary clinton uh destroyed thirty-three thousand emails that had been subpoenaed again under penalty subpoenaed by congress and uh, she didn't feel like she had to uh to abide by the law 
and uh, and Joe Biden feels that he can just uh, lie with impunity about uh, what he's done with his son over the years. He he had his uh, son had received no money from China. Now we know he received millions of dollars from China. My son did nothing wrong with uh, Ukraine. Now we find out that the son got five million and he got five million, according to the FBI's own documents. You know, they they just uh, they feel that uh, they can lie with impunity and they and they don't care. They yeah. don't care. And, and Howie, another lie that we discussed on this show, but I know you have it in Howie's homework today, which people can check out at GraceCurleyShow.com, is the artwork thing. Remember how much we heard about that, Howie, how there was going to be all these like provisions in place and there was going to be a system to buying the artwork and Hunter wouldn't know who was buying it. And there was there was all of these right. guidelines or safeguards. And now it turns out they didn't even talk to the, the art gallery owner. Who, by the way, is a jailbird from California. You know who's done time himself. I mean, who who more appropriate to to be associated with uh, Hunter Biden? And I and I'm going to start off the show with talking about this Fannie uh, Willis thing. I mean, this gets worse by for the de- by the day for her. This being dragged into uh, her boyfriend uh, slash special prosecutor's divorce. I mean, again, just to imagine if anybody remotely in the Trump orbit had been in, involved in this kind of uh, multiple scandals that uh, that she is now finds herself in. Yeah, well, th- that's part of what you were saying yesterday is that when it came to Trump, everybody had to recuse themselves for the most ridiculous reasons from everything. And when it comes to any- getting Trump, you can be as closely tied with people as you want. And the recusals are non-existent at this point. Howie Carr is coming up next. He's got an excellent program prepared for you. You are not going to want to miss it. Caroline Levitt is filling in for me for the next three days. And per usual, she has A-plus guests for you ready to go. So make sure you tune in to Caroline tomorrow. 